Welcome back to Restorative Grief with Mandy Capehart. You are listening to another premium episode called Question, Am I Responsible for This Grief That They're Feeling? Hello, beautiful premium subscribers, and welcome back to another Q&A episode of restorative grief. So this conversation that I'm going to share with you today, this question actually comes up somewhat frequently, almost in every client conversation in one way or another. And it recently came up with a friend of mine, and I just wanted you to listen with your spirit. Okay. This is a conversation that you're not going to relate to right away because the gut reaction to answering this question is no, of course not. But the truth is, subconsciously, we all believe the answer is probably closer to yes and have some way to justify it. So I really wanted to share just a little snippet about why I think it's necessary to remove yourself from carrying responsibility for someone else's grief. All right, so the question is this. My friends and I are going through something. It doesn't matter what it is, but something has shifted in our relationship. Or maybe it's my family and I have shifted in our relationships. Or my spouse or my siblings, whatever. You're in a relationship and something has shifted. One or both parties are experiencing grief. Something has changed and there's no longer a path forward that is as clear as it was yesterday. The question then becomes, am I responsible for the grief that they're feeling, for the distance that has now grown between us? And the short answer is no. You're not responsible for what another person is feeling. You might be responsible for pulling away, for pulling back, for being the one that took action that created some distance. And that's actually okay. I think we've vilified ourselves very easily in these situations because we know that people are hurting and we don't want to be people who cause hurt, right? So we take it on ourselves to say, okay, well then let me clarify or repair or try to forge a new path back towards someone because everything we do moves us closer to or further from ourselves, the people around us, the people we are becoming. And that's natural. That's actually morally neutral. Okay. It's not good or bad. It's just true. It's what happens. So the question then becomes if we are responsible for moving forward or moving away from someone moving toward or moving away, are we responsible for any grief that they experience? And my answer is you are responsible for the part that you play in the relationship to the extent that you offer them connection. So if you feel the need to pull back or if something that you believe or hold as truth causes them to pull back, again, this is a natural ebb and flow in relationships. You cannot be responsible for the way they respond to your revelation of truth or who you are or something that is new that has come to the surface. So when someone is grieving an expectation of us, they had this idea of who we are or who we are to them then that grief and that expectation is theirs to navigate and understand. So in this instance, there are so many things that friends will grieve or relationships will have to grieve about when distance is created. Our understanding of one another, our old way of relating to someone in a way that was familiar and comfortable, 
or even grieving this sense of whatever shared connection we felt we had between us, like a common belief system or a love of Chapino <laughs> and lobster or something that drew us together initially that no longer exists as a bond between us. It can feel like breaking trust. Maybe our person or people or we believe we can't trust someone the same way. Let's even twist it and put ourselves in those shoes, right? It is the other person responsible for navigating the grief with me that I experience because they've stepped back? The answer is still no. All of those thoughts belong to the person grieving to become curious about. If we are open to connection with someone else and they are grieving that they've lost some connection with us, they must do the work to bring compassion to all of those questions they're, they're thinking about and having instead of judgment against us for making those questions relevant in their life. So it's not an us versus them. I, I want to be careful here because I can hear that language kind of surfacing. It's not that we've created distance and now they need to figure out their stuff before they can come back to us. No, it's in relationship when distance is created there are questions that are going to arise and it can be really simple to offer judgmental leading questions instead of compassionately curious ones, right? It's that rise of the, how very dare you, sir, to judge and condemn and to decide that this, this distance between us will remain that prevents us from actually saying, can you tell me more about that? Wow. I feel like I don't know you at all. Can I get to know you again? right? You hear the difference between those types of questions. And even as they are trying to figure out, can I ask that question? Can I say something with that willingness to learn, that willingness to hear and be heard? You still cannot take on the responsibility of their emotions in the process. Even if you think you are the cause, even if you are the reason that there's distance or you truly blame yourself, okay? Because we're going to blame ourselves whether we are responsible or not for a lot of things. Again, it comes back to that compassionate curiosity toward ourselves and what we're going through. Because if we don't have compassionate curiosity, this type of thinking, I'm to blame, I'm the reason they are grieving, I'm the cause of this relationship breakdown, that type of thinking leads us into shameful feelings followed by behaviors that mask what we truly need in order to appear whole, healthy, and connected. So we mask what's needed so that we look whole, even though we are hiding what we truly need to feel whole and healthy and connected to ourselves and to others. So even if you have thoughts of responsibility for another person that seem very real, and even if someone could easily justify those feelings and say, yeah, of course you're real. Look at all this evidence I have. Your responsibility lies elsewhere. It lies in recognizing your thoughts, the thoughts of I'm responsible for this and interrupting those thoughts along with the following shame cycle of behaviors and feelings about yourself. You interrupt those with a correct thinking about your values, your true ability to impact or control or influence another person's emotional state, which we know as uncomfortable as it can be that we make a lot of choices about our emotions and our feelings. And your responsibility here is to 
become responsible for the things that you can control and influence with the intention of harm reduction toward others and yourself and increased connection and safety for all of the people involved. That's up to you. Again, this goes back to if you are offering connection with someone, if you are saying, I'm still available, I know you're mad at me, I know you're hurt, I take responsibility for my actions in this place, but I also know that what you're feeling is pretty normal, is natural, is expected. We can't live incongruous with one another and agree about everything at the same time. Like we have to be honest. I like to say if everyone agrees with you all the time, someone is lying, right? I don't know a person on the earth that I agree with wholeheartedly on all things. And if I do, it's often that we just haven't hit all the right topics, right? There are places we disagree with everyone. It's really important to recognize that that is a healthy indicator of relationship. Otherwise, one of us is masking. One of us is hiding. One of us is either unclear on what we stand for, believe, want, etc., or we are lying because we want to belong. But that's not belonging. That's taking on the shape of something we were never meant to fit into in order to try and fit in. I want to challenge you to take a moment and consider where you've taken on the responsibility of another person's big emotions, their grief, their feeling of disconnect, and internalized it and made it your problem. You might hear a little hints of codependency here, and that's expected. (laughs) And that's natural. It happens. So please give yourself some grace. There's glimmers of it in this whole conversation. And I hope that you can experience a little bit of vulnerability for yourself and really lean in to the reality that other people are going to grieve what you say, do, think, and feel. And it's their responsibility to process that grief, not yours. Okay, everyone. That's one more conversation for the history books. This question, again, like I said, comes up so often and I realize I kind of went in some directions there that I hope really spurred some thoughts for you. I know that when I hear this question come up, I have to check myself as well and think, wow, are there places in my life that I'm blaming the other party in whatever relationship it is for what I'm feeling? Am I allowing my work of emotional healing to be their burden? Whether I say it or not, (laughs) I can leave it as a barrier between us. So just I'm grateful that you're listening. I'm grateful that you have capacity to hear challenging conversations like this. And I hope you will find a way to internalize a little bit of wisdom from this, any, any part of it that helps you also move the needle toward healing and finding a new path forward and maybe back towards someone that you've grown distant from. And I think that's it. I think you're all beautiful. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so grateful that you are part of the restorative grief family. Thank you for being a supporter. Um, You have no, I, I wish I could like break all confidentiality and expose all the beautiful souls that you are truly supporting by continuing to financially back this podcast and any of the great work that I've been doing, you are making a significant difference. And someday I hope that someone will feel ready to share their story of how all of it has shown up for them because it's, it seems unfair that I'm the one that gets to hear it all the time, but it's okay. I'll take it. 
We'll talk to you soon.